This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another edition of the Chelsea Fancast, and it's the In Off The Post edition, which means, in simple English, that we get lots of emails sent into the show every week, and we don't have enough time to read them out on the Monday or the Friday show. So, me and JK, stoic to the last, come to the rescue in the middle of the week, and uh, actually have an awful lot of fun reading them out, and uh, also uh, give them a little bit more uh, attention you know they get they get the t- attention they deserve really, whereas they get lost in the main shows and uh, get of course, rushed, rushed through a bit, don't they? Normally, they do. The and here Mainly we because it's, it's it's near midnight, you know. Oh, no. Anyway, here is the legend himself, Mr. J.K. of Chelsea Fanbite fame. How are you, dear boy? I'm excellent, thank you very much. I've just been watching a bit of IPL cricket. Chich. Have you? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, re- I record them and uh, and watch them when I'm. Um, bizarrely doing some uh, vo- vocal practice. Yeah. It's I, perfect bracket. I was watching a bit of the snooker, watching the brilliant Ronnie O'Sullivan. What yeah. a player. What a player he is. Oh, I, my. I've never really taken to the IPL, I'll be honest with you. Never really have. But I, I, I tell you what, I was watching a bit of the Leeds-Leicester match, actually. Oh, were you? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. With one eye on my predictions for this week, having had a healthy-ish week this week, but oh, yeah, still languishing to... in 52nd place, I'm I, afraid. I forgot to enter last week, which oh, I think it meant that I went up. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, isn't it? Uh, anyway, we've got uh, 10 emails tonight, so we'll do five and then have a quick break uh, and then uh, continue the next five. And the first one is from Paul Thompson, JK. It is. It's from Paul Thompson. And he's put, Dear Chidge, JK, and the Housewives' Choice. Well, um, Clayton isn't on it because it's just me and Chidge tonight. But uh, uh, here we go with the email. Um, If I wasn't in the depths of despair, I certainly am now after listening to Fancast number 986. Having been a Chelsea fan for nearly 50 years through thick and thin, mostly thin, I might add, I've spent many a time reminiscing with my sons, who are 22 and 15, both Chelsea fans, about the dark days of the late 70s and early 80s. 
I was there when we were shit and how they've never had it so good and, uh, and count themselves lucky to experience unrelenting success. That is until the Yank Circus rode into town. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! My eldest said recently, "It's not just in. It's just not in. Not just enjoyable. It's just it's not beyond in, not enjoyable. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not enjoyable watching Chelsea anymore. And despite vain attempts at pointing out the few positives, I have to agree with him. The current squad of undoubted talented individuals is a frigging disgrace." with all the heart of the lion from the Wizard of Oz. Capitulation against Brighton, really. In the dark days, we had players with much less talent, but they showed passion and heart. This is very true, very, very true. Big Doug Rugby, Rugby. He wasn't a great player, Doug, was he? He had a, a vicious right foot. He occasionally was quite creative. Sometimes it connected with the ball. Mostly, mostly with the player, though, wasn't yes, it? Yes, and Johnny B, Johnny Bumpstead, to name just two. Yes, I'm a big fan of Johnny B. Even at our worst, I would watch with hope, knowing that invariably the players would do their utmost for the club and on the odd occasion put in a stellar performance. I was at the bridge in 82 when we did the European champions, Liverpool, vermin, in the FA Cup. What a day that was. Is that all we have to look forward to? The odd giant killing in the cups. Paul, you are you are suffering, mate. Like us all, but you're suffering. This current bunch probably find it hard to get up for breakfast, let alone a Premier League game. I know it's not all their fault since the government you, did it. You know best. what, mate? If if they they can't get up, couldn't even get up for breakfast, and if they could, they still couldn't beat an egg. Ooh. They, they'd fail to swerve around the toast, wouldn't they? They would. No, your image was much better than mine. Um, I know it's not all their fault since the government did its best to kill the club with the Abramovich sanctions. We've been on the back foot, but how many wrong decisions can we make? Um, oh, uh, let's see what the, what the managerial decision is going to be. Anyway, um, when the aforementioned circus rode in with grand ideas of a project and started throwing money around, I thought, hang on, we might be on our way back again. But no, clearing out the entire back staff, hid in a sweet shop, transfer dealings, sacking Tommy T. I know we were sliding with him, but he's a proven winner for heaven's sake and deserved support. I'm not sure we were sliding with him, were we? But only first seven games of the season and he had got us to two cup finals the year before. So... But yes, indeed, he is a proven winner for heaven's sake and deserves support, appointing the hapless Potter and then appointing Frank, who we know loves the club, but hardly pulled up any trees as manager anywhere. Why not bring in a long term manager who could have had 10 games to assess the squad and have the summer pre-season with current squad players he wants and the signings he wants instead of accelerating this once elite club into mediocrity? Clear Lake have clearly been successful in their business dealings, but applying the same principles to football is not the same and needs people with football nous, not just spreadsheet skills. I think to be fair to them, to Clear Lake, not that I'm backing them up madly, but I think it would have been very difficult to have got a player in very quickly unless they manager. decide... Uh, sorry, a um, player, manager, indeed, Chich, thank you. A manager in very quickly um, because they have to go through due diligence with all these managers you can't just get somebody in you know absolutely uh, instantly can you I mean, although i mean I, I i i agree with paul to an extent because i did say at the time you know it would be great if you could get a new manager in 
Yeah, give, we, give, we both said that. We all give, said give that. him a load yeah. of games, and then he could assess the squad and figure out who the hell to get the sh- yeah. get rid of. However, the argument against, apart from the obvious one that you just mentioned there, which is you've got to actually hire one first, which they still haven't done. Although Pochettino seems to be very much in the in the you know the driving seat. Um, but they did say that actually having a new manager take them on for 10 games when they've chucked it in and he might end up losing every game would be a really difficult start for the manager. So I, I kind of understand that logic too, but, you know. I mean, he, he, he may have been, he may at this moment be running a rule over them if he's he's all but appointed. If Maybe in your dreams, JK, the new manager would have watched every single Chelsea game on video this season because I know by you're no, a no, fan no. of that. By, by now, but not... <laughs> Chidge is making a face at me. <laughs> he actually did this like that at me just then, which was a bit cruel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. I just think because it was something I had to go at. I had to go you, at, every week. You have a go at Craig. Hasn't he seen us play? Yeah, hasn't yeah, he seen us? But he is about to be our manager. You think he would have made an effort oh, no, to actually oh, no. look at the video? I mean, look at a few videos rather than pick a side that bore no really. He brought. Fucking Zayek on I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yes, thank it's you. Give me some appreciation. That, it's I mean, all if, mental, if, mate. If you were appointed manager and you knew, you wouldn't go, I'll just turn up and look at the players in training. You'd go, right, I better well, see how they're playing. I, look, I think, honestly, hand on heart, I, I think there are two ways of looking at it. I, I mean, one one is you, you take a very thorough detailed approach and you you do exactly what you said and you you you, you analyze every video uh, every game on video before you even walk into the dress room the other the other uh, the other viewpoint which is, is is equally valid is that you take a fresh look and you look at what's in front of you at that moment and you make your decisions based on that i, I don't think you, i don't think there's a right or wrong here mate i just think it depends on the individual involved yeah i suppose so yeah yeah. So People, where do we go from here? We carry on with the, with the email. I no, think, no, that's too. what Paul said. Oh, yeah, indeed. Did he say yes? Well, indeed, he said that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, um, it, it, clearly, I'll just read the last bit. Clearlake have clearly been, I read it before, I'm going to read it again. Clearlake have clearly been successful in their business dealings by applying the same principles to football, but applying the same principles to football, not the same and needs people with football now and not just spreadsheet skills. Well, we're going to find out about that in the next year, aren't we? Whether any of the the digital gurus actually work. Anyway, so where do we go from here? Number one, appoint an elite manager, ideally with backroom staff who get the DNA of our club, the likes of JT, Ashley Cole and Petr Cech. Oh, no, hang on a minute. We had him before and disgracefully let him go. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen because Pochettino comes with his own his own crew, doesn't he? He's got he's got his, his son, his... Um, his uh, Involved with tactics, isn't he? And he's mm-hmm. got, he's got a top, uh, top team goalkeeping coach. Um, he's got the same team. He's had the I, same. I, team. I do think they need to have one or two, you know, somebody like. I mean, Lamps will have to go because yes, you can't, yes. you can't have the guy who's just been managing the club hanging around. It would almost be humiliating for Frank, I think. So he, he's obviously going to go. But I mean, having Ashley Cole or somebody around of that ilk at the club. I think is imperative because otherwise, a bit like it all got a bit too brighteny. I don't want it all going a bit too Spursy. Somebody's got to be there to infuse that Chelsea DNA. What would that role be, though, Chidge? What role would that? I be? don't. I don't know, but just have somebody around. 
invent one. Which, um... I mean, Roman always used to do this. We were very good at doing that. For example, Ray Wilkins with Carlo. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not as if it's and treading Steve, new territory. Steve Clark, Steve Clark as well. Clarky with Jose, yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, I think we've got, you know, go get somebody in who knows the culture of the club, the DNA, that winning mentality, you know? Yeah. If they don't do that, I'm going to be very fucked off, frankly. I just don't know what, I don't know what position they could give him. I agree whether he would interfere with Pochettino. Perhaps Pochettino doesn't want that. Or perhaps he just has to become a kind of... Not ambassador because they they troll around the, the the matches on match day. It's somebody who's just got some some particular role to be in their face. I don't know whether the man if the manager objects to it. I don't know what they can do. Well, about I it. mean, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, they they all want to work with their own people, and I totally and utterly get that. But it's not like it it might have been, for example, uh, when we had Czech there, who could have been seen as a as a as a you know kind of somebody spying on what Tuchel was doing because. He'd been there before, and he was close to the board, and he knew them all. I think. I think now it'd be different because, you know, none of the ex, none of the old legends uh, that we're talking about know this board as, at, at all, really. So, I think he could work more closely with the new management team, as in the new football management team. But just, I don't know. I mean, you know, give him some sort of a fucking role, but have him involved because we need somebody who can protect that great legacy that we have of that winning that winning mentality that you know chelsea dna i mean i, I love that picture of ashley cole having a go at cooker exactly that and i thought that was fantastic but you know how is that going to fit in with uh what i, I just don't know what they're whether well, they, they don't necessarily to... have to be on the coaching staff and i don't think they would be would they because pochettino no, they... if it indeed it is him will absolutely want his own people in there, and as he should do. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way if I was in his position. But surely yeah. some sort of a role can be made to have somebody around, you know, available. I mean, it has to be managed carefully. I, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, I, I do worry. I mean, it won't be like it used to be, like Ray was uh, Carlo's assistant, wasn't he? Yeah. So he was involved with the coaching. You're not going to have that. Clarky was involved in, uh, he was Mourinho's assistant, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think you're going to get that, but uh, I think it just needs somebody around who can, you know, be there, just to, you know, as I said, remind people of what what playing for Chelsea is all about. In Number it. two, in it, in it. Number two, top class striker. You knew a nod to you there, Chidge. And we've all been saying that though. It's not just you. No, Chidge. I'm I'm claiming a hundred percent copyright on that. All right, I've never mentioned it once. No, ever, I've never. Ever. Oh, okay. A defensive midfielder who can protect our defence and maybe protect Kepper from long-range shots. Um, I've said that one. You can, you can have that one. Blaming that one. You can have a that creative, one. A creative midfielder, not had the like since Fabregas. Can I claim that one? No, as I well? think I've also said that. You claim that one. We'll, have, we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll share that one. We'll share that one, okay. Yeah. Um, our owners take some lessons from Reynolds and McClaney and try to understand what the DNA of this club really is. Good luck um, with that one. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Who, Reynolds and McLean, explain them to me. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, oh, Rob oh, McElhenney uh, sorry, at Wrexham, yeah. Sorry, at Wrexham. I mean, yeah, interestingly yeah. enough, you see, they're very, very involved with the running of Wrexham, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think somebody was making a very good case, maybe even on the show last night, that uh, Bowley and Egbolly need to back off and uh, not really be involved to the degree that they are. It's not yeah, about them. Two- these two are completely involved in everything. Well, they are. They are. I mean, I know that's the interesting thing. But I think, you know, hire good football people and let them do the job. 
because they know more about football than you do. You know about money and branding and TV deals. You deal with that. Football is not your game. So back off. Yes. Just trying to get this right here. I'm failing. I've got you both in there. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, carrying on with the email. Whilst my venting has been somewhat cathartic, we're still very much up the proverbial creek without a paddle. So until the Americans wake up and smell the cue your American accent, JK. Coffee. Excuse me, that, that was my... I couldn't my... resist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll edit that bit out. No, you don't need to. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it as well. And smell the coffee, coffee, uh, the coffee. We're on a coffee. We're on a collision course for the championship. At least then we might sign some players with passion and enjoy another season like 83, 84. And my sons might start enjoying watching Chelsea again. Of course, if we beat Real, fat bloody chance, because obviously he wrote this before last week. Tonight, he wrote it last week on the very night. My need for immediate therapy may be deferred, but no, in fact, more therapy was required after that. Love listening to the podcast and as ever, up the Chelsea. Yours in deep despair, Paul Thompson. Paul, no need to be in deep despair because, as we've been saying on the show recently, if we get a very... I mean, if company comes in, I, I will despair, but it's it's going to be Poch because it looks like it. Or Postoglu, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, for somebody. But that would be a great a great uh, turn up, wouldn't it? I They'd think probably... it should be a rule that we should only ever hire managers whose names I can pronounce. Yeah, but that would mean that they'd, well, they'd probably all be English managers. I didn't say that, but that would help. That would help. Yeah. Okay. 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 We'd have to wait. Unless, yeah, who could we get? You could pronounce company, though. You'd be happy with him. Yes. How do we pronounce that? Company, because it's a K. Yeah. Company. 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 I think he'll be um, a very good manager one day, but not for us yet. Please, not yet. Please, no, no, no. Did you no, see, Did by the way, there was a wonderful video doing the rounds on Twitter of him post-match absolutely tearing into the Burnley players, dropping the F-bomb every five seconds. I thought, yeah, I like, I like a bit of that. Really? About yeah. his own team? No, no, he was, it was the post-match, you know, after the match. They'd obviously lost. And I think it might have been after the QPR match because they got beaten by QPR, didn't they, at the weekend? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he absolutely launched into them. You know, it was brilliant. Proper management. Absolutely I thought, tore I into them. You didn't have a go at your own players ever. Well, I think in the dressing room you can. Yeah. Oh, this well, was why in the not? This was in the dressing room, was in, it? Yeah, yes. in the dressing room afterwards. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant post-match in an interview. No, 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 no. In the dressing room, you know, talking to the players, he absolutely tore into them. Right, right. I Good thought it warmed the cockles of an old man's heart. Oh, okay. Good to know, Chidge. Thank you. It's all right. Yeah. Do you want me to be a bit more sweary then? No, I was just thinking maybe I should run the fan cast like this. So we do a post-match dressing room briefing and I say, no, we won't do that. You could, you could do it during. You'd, you all, you'd say, all say, Chidge, this is just not working for us. Working for me, yes, exactly. Fuck off and do it on your own, you wanker. Be on, be on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be terrible, as I uh, always tell you. Well done, Paul. No, Neil Desperanda, mate. Look, you know, it's Chelsea. It's up and down like a bloody yo-yo. It always has been. You've been going for as long as we have, so you know that. And I'm sure, you know... I was so we said on the show, didn't we, yesterday, J.K. I said that you know the last match I saw before COVID was when we got humped by Bayern Munich at home in the Champions League, and I thought, well, that's the last we see of that competition for the foreseeable future. Next year we won it. Yeah, I mean it's nuts. That is Chelsea Football Club, and I don't, I don't think, I think. Look, the one thing you, we need to keep hold of here 
in spite of the, and I quote, uh, attribute, attributed to Jonathan Kidd, uh, whilst we have endured a ragtag of idiocy all season, um, we've still got an awful lot of money behind us. And ultimately, that will work, I think. I agree completely. I, I think we'll be back in the champions. Well, presumably we don't get relegated this we season. Not, we can't get relegated. It's mathematically impossible. Mathematically, practically impossible. I know, I know, I know. But unless they find some law that they'll apply to us. They'll just know. say, oh, actually, we don't like Chelsea, so let's find, yeah. let, let's deduct three points from them. Yeah, and, yeah. Exactly. It'll be, well, you know, that. stranger things have happened. Yeah. But we'll be all right, Paul. But lovely, lovely, lovely words about the podcast, mate. It's lovely to have you as a listener. Yeah. Thank you, mate, so much. Terrific. And just to say that since we had, did the show last night, we've discovered um, that neither Mount nor James is playing, which uh, slightly scuppers your prediction. For well, it does, months. but it also it also validates what we were saying. I kept on saying all through the show that Mount's injured, mate. He's injured. It's you know he's yeah, injured. You did, you did. And, and uh, I said no. It's just his attitude is yeah. wrong, and I, I was wrong about that. But at, but at the same time, uh, I, I do love it when you get things absolutely right. It, it was a stage during the Champions League game where. Um, um, uh, James stopped for a moment and held his hamstring. And yeah. uh, there's a really irritating man behind me. And I said, oh, he's, he's, he's fucked his hamstring. And he went, no, he's just, he's been running up and down. He's just exhausted. And he says it like that, this bloke. And you want to punch him because he never ever says, oh, has he? Or, oh, that's interesting. No, there's nothing wrong with him. If he'd done his hamstring, he'd have gone down, he said, in that tone. And once again, you bristle and think, um, he's done his hamstring. He held it really for a moment or two. And lo and behold, yes, he tweaked his hamstring and he carried on playing and he was brilliant. He was the best player on the pitch, which is, but at the moment we were saying he needs to have an operation. I'm not convinced that the operation is going to take place. I think it just means perhaps they rehabilitate the, the hamstring in some way. But if it's the same, because it, um, Kante didn't have a hamstring problem, even though he's, he tore his a bit, it was something else, wasn't it? He had a knee injury and they've been doing his, they've been working on his knee. It seems to me that they're not convinced an operation is the right way to go with Reese, But, uh, I wish they'd work it out because he keeps getting hamstring injuries. Which is and not necessarily to do with his hamstrings. No, it may, may be his back or something. Because your, your, your ankle bone's connected to your knee bone. Anyway. Knee bone's connected to your arse bone. Yeah. Arse bone's connected to your brain bone. I'm I'm actually really glad that they've bitten the bullet with Mount and Reese. Get them sorted out. I mean, I know that the... I mean, you know, it's hard for us to sit here and say the games that are coming up don't matter. <clears throat> of course they matter um but i think their their future health is the most important thing at the moment and i include mount in that because i very much hope he stays anyway next emails from the absolutely lovely akshay chaudhry or chowdhury i suppose would be a better pronunciation who of course we've known for a long time he's in the discord group and he's a very lovely person anyway he says hello on twitter uh no, he's on discord he's, he is on twitter as well actually isn't he yeah, yeah. Anyway, hello, dearest Sir Stanford of Chidge, Sir Duke of Kid, and esteemed Duke of Kid. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's right, and esteemed fancast guest of the Inworks. You've got just just us two tonight, actually. Anyway, just a short one, not regarding any of the games or the crap season we've had. Good, I'm glad about that. Uh, I finally got my UK visa. Spent close to a thousand pound for a ten year visa. Almost makes match ticket prices look decent. It's actually, you know what, actually, that's more than a season ticket, although not for long, I suspect. Anyway, but since I finally have my visa, I've decided to visit my childhood friend before he leaves London on the weekend of the 18th of May. I know Chelsea are playing City away in the penultimate game of the season, and I have no desire to go to Manchester to see us get tonked by the Norwegian death robot that is Haaland. 
although as someone living in Norway and married to a Norwegian, he's a big source of pride. But I was wondering if there will be any Chelsea-centric gatherings that weekend. Uh, The game is at 3pm, so obviously watching it in a pub is out of the question, but perhaps one of the Troubadour gigs. Or, if there are any suggestions from any of you lovely gents, please do let me know. I've already been for a stadium tour, so not particularly keen on that. And if at all possible, I would love to meet any or all of the Chelsea fancast faithful to repay all your hard work and love with some alcoholic beverages. Love you all. Keep the blue flag flying high. Akshay. Now, uh, as my memory serves, um, we're not we're not playing Man City on the weekend of the 18th. In fact, the 18th is in the middle of the week. So some, somehow you've got your wires crossed, old bin. I'm just having a quick look now. We're playing Man City on the 21st of May on the Sunday at four o'clock, which means it will be on the telly. So that weekend is the, it'll be the 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd. So I'm not quite sure where you got the 18th from, actually. Uh, What I can tell you is we have nothing planned for that weekend. Uh, What I can also tell you, there's a good chance we might be doing a Troubadour gig on the 14th of May, which is the day after the Forest game. And we might have Mickey Thomas on, but I mean, it has to be confirmed uh, as far as I'm aware. But that's a possibility. Um, it's really annoying. You, you, you pick the worst weekend because we might be doing something the weekend before. And the weekend after, the 27th, which is the day before we play Newcastle at home, we've got the Come Along and Sing This Song gig at the uh, at Under the Bridge, where we're getting the 83-84 squad all back together and having a good old hoolie in a fantastic venue. Uh, in celebration of Mark and uh, company's fantastic book. So can you either come the weekend before or the weekend after, and then you can guarantee you will see lots of us? Guaranteed, absolutely. There'll be a mass of us at both events. I hope we see you either way, though, mate, because it'd be lovely to catch up with you, because obviously it'd be lovely to meet you. Agreed, Chidge. Shall I get on with the next email? Is that why you're nodding at me, sagely? It is, it is, yes. Okay. Uh, Right. Anybody looking in on TikTok, hope um, this is working. I'm going to get a stand for this. I've worked out. Do you want want, want to get a stand like this, mate? I'll show you this. This I'm going to get a stand and stick it behind us. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the bollocks. I got it off Amazon. That's actually perfect, isn't it? Isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Instead of which, I'm going to get it. I'll send you the link. Thank you. That would be lovely. Actually, I'm going to be a bit trendy and get hold of my um i've got a f- thing with a, a a photographic tripod with a a, a, sta- um, a photographic attachment thing you know thing mm. that holds anyway let's do number three this is from josh ames anybody coming in and listening to this um uh looking at this on tiktok where it's um our first attempt at uh doing the fan cast live and we're doing something called in off the post where we read out all the the mails that we've been sent and um, we would tack them on to the uh, tax the wrong word. We would add them on at the we end. We would tick the... them on, perhaps. We'd tick them on. Tick, tick, or tack tock them. them on. It's up to you. Really. On. Yeah, clever. We'd tick tock them on. But it, it tends to make the this, this show over long. So this is a special that we do almost once a week now of just doing the emails that we get sent. So by the way, anybody watching would like to send in a, an email to the fan cast. What's the address to send it to, Chidge? ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com. And we'll do our best to read it. But we'll, we'll read it out. That was my best voiceover voice. Oh, may I say that was a very good voice, too. Thank you. Very, it cut through. Yeah. It cut through. But Coming I, from you, it, that's a huge compliment. Oh, Chidge, that's you are great. the master, mate. 
No, I used to be. I'm now a dinosaur. Actually, you look a bit like the master from the Doctor Who of the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being um, Roger Delgado rather than Tony yes. Ainsley. Roger Delgado. Very yeah. good. Very good. Tony Ainley was the next one, and he was mad. Yeah. So, and it liked, I liked it because his madness came across in the character, which Roger Delgado didn't because Roger Delgado was a nice chap. I met him. Mm -hmm. I met him, and I, met, I played cricket regularly with Tony Ainley, mm -hmm. who was mad. Barking. Barking mad. Josh Ames. Yeah, he used to call very... He used to go, no, no, he'd say when he was running. You'd think, you are completely away with the fairies, mate, for goodness sake. Anyway, I digress. Um, uh, Josh Ames. I write this email... Have it, no, sorry. I write this email having just listened to your Brighton match review and just a couple of hours before the Real Madrid game. I'm a first-time mailer to the fancast, a relatively new listener to the show. I found you from listening to the London is Blue Boys. I'm sure I'm glad I did. That was very nice of them, especially in this season of all seasons. There's something rather comforting listening and knowing there are other fans equally frustrated and pissed off at the utter shit show this season has been. But the way you deliver it with your wit, that's you, Chidge. Good. Uh, that's you, Jonathan. No, 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 that's Clayton. Fantastic. <laughs> that's you, Jonathan. I'm not, I'm not on this list. Okay. I'm not on this list. I've been very lucky. I'm, I'm only 31 years old. Oh, yes. What a lovely age. And I've only known success since I started following this great club. Well, we've been talking about that, haven't we? That there are, there are supporters now who know nothing but success, as opposed to us, who know a lot of misery amidst the success. But the last 20 years have been phenomenal. My earliest Chelsea memory is the 97 Cup final and the song Blue Day, which, which, which you know that I sang on that. No, you, I, you, I had no idea. You didn't know that. You didn't know that, no, did you? No, no idea. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, gonna make it a blue day. I mentioned you. That's you, you just reminded me. I mentioned that song, yeah. and you on it yeah. in my yeah. latest and last CFC UK piece for the season. It's very nice of you. Thank you. I name checked you. Yes. Thank you. Good. I think I said famous for the Chelsea fan bite, amongst other things. Amongst other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'd like that to be on my obit. Actually, yeah. that'd be okay. My co-host on the Chelsea fan cast. Fan cast master of the fan bite or something like that and and, and um, among other things thank you i like that thank you very much I'll, I'll i'll just i'll put jonathan kidd known for amongst other things <laughs> anyway my memories of the game itself this is the 97 cup final are almost non-existent but i do remember quite vividly my dad bouncing around the living room on that day yeah and i i I just let it sink in while I was watching and then the following day blubbed and blubbed and blubbed with joy. Ah, oh, how pathetic. 25 years of hurt. 26 years of hurt. Um, from there started a love affair I'll take to my dying day. My first game was with my granddad back in February 2000. I was in the then uncovered West Stand. Were well, you on the benches? Sat right behind one of the big floodlight pylons. 2-1 was the result. Marcel Desai and John Harley scored the goals. I like Harley. He was a good trier. Um... From that season on, I've been to a game, a game home and away every year except the COVID season. Dad and granddad no longer with us, but I'm in the process of drumming the Chelsea gene into a fourth generation as I now have a young family of my own. I don't get to as many games as much as I used to. A new home, wife and three kids, one being just seven weeks old. Wow, congrats. Real brilliant. Good stuff. Wow, Josh. Superb. Means money's a lot tighter at the moment than it used to be. Funny, in the Brighton Review, you've just been talking about partners not understanding football and what it means like we do. And what it means like we do. My wife is exactly the same when she told me to calm down. It's only a game. 
as I was getting more and more irate at the shower of shit, constantly giving the ball away against Madrid last week. All that did was boil my piss even more than Chelsea already had. Thankfully, I thought she learned quite early into our relationship not to use the dreaded it's only a game comment. I digress. When Frank was, a, was appointed, I felt I had to get myself to the Brighton game and Julie did that via the ticket exchange. As a member, trying to navigate the virtual waiting room and getting a ticket in the conventional way is bordering on being as difficult as brain surgery. I used to visit the Chelsea, Pench, Chelsea, the Chelsea pensioner before a game, but after listening to you for the past few months, I thought I'd try the cock and have a beer with you both. But alas, you were nowhere to be seen. I mean, I think we go in the garden, you see. That's the thing. If we're there, we're Chidge and everybody else. And, and um, uh, uh, Silves is always there in yeah. the garden. Dan, Dan, so, Dan's the chief organiser in the cock. Yeah. He books a table. And yeah. uh, we like to go in the garden. Uh, because basically, it's, it's, a, it's a legacy, Josh, of, of me, me and my filthy smoking habit. So basically, I would have to be in the garden so I could smoke. And all the other fan casters had to sit out there with me, which is very unfair. Um, but we all we we all like it in the garden. I, I I vape now, so I don't really need to be in the garden. But uh, that's where we that's where you you'll always find us in the garden at Chelsea matches. Yeah, so please do try again. But I, I'm, I'm unfortunately rarely there because um, I I get lunch in the bridge, so uh, I tend to go where I can. Having said that, though, I frequently just turn up at ten to three. So you know, I'm um, I'm sort of and I've also Billy no mates really. So in the end, you know the. All three are such they're unlikely to find me anywhere. Actually. You're always uh, welcome in the cock. People get excited. Oh. People, the people, the cock is a, is all of a tingle when you arrive. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I like the idea. What was it, Oscar Wilde? You said he he. You totally never ignored t- my knob gag then. Yeah, I did. I did. I did because I thought it was beneath you, which it is, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Wilde used to say um, uh, he never turned up anywhere he was expected and always turned up where he wasn't. Yes. So which, uh, which I think is a, a good like way that. to actually. I like that a lot. Anyway, um, uh, um, uh, yes, I would like to get the violins out, says, says Josh. Well, no, you don't have to, mate, because we didn't tell you the, what the protocol was. Anyway, the less said about events on the pitch, the better. As I mentioned earlier, I've been very lucky with the era I've been born into and have only known success with Chelsea. But this is by far the worst team in my lifetime. And I think I think the Josh, the reality is I don't think it's the worst team. I think it's the, the way they've been coached is the worst. And I think somehow they just utterly got confused. You so know? In terms of results, it's without doubt the worst team in his lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think individually, individually, I think some of the players are much better than they've ever been been um, revealing themselves as or may never get the opportunity because they may be shipped out. Um, but it was summed up for me going back to it was some excuse me. It was summed up for me when I got talking to an old boy on the train on the way home who'd been going to the bridge since 1946. It was me, it was me. Um, and he's never known a more dislikable team than the current one. <laughs> I couldn't put it better myself. I do fear we're turning into the Arsenal team of the late Wenger years. No backburn, backburn, no backbone, Tony Backburn. No backbone, no heart, no passion, no leadership, no bottle. We need an elite manager to walk in there and kick some ass. My choice Luis Enrique. Well, I think already we know that he's not the man. It's not going to be him. I think he he backed out, as did Nagelman. 
Anyway, team news is in from Madrid. Frank has dropped Sterling. Hurrah! Given how we struggle so badly in front of goal, I just can't see how we're going to score three in one game. Well, once again, we scored zero, especially without letting one in at the other end. We live in hope. I look forward to writing in again, hopefully bumping into you at the cock next time. JK, your fan bites are epic. Oh, thanks, mate. Do wonders to cheer me up after the inevitable Chelsea defeat. Keep up the good work, guys. Up the Chelsea, Josh Ames. Sweet, sweet, uh, sweet mail, Josh. Love it. Love yeah, it. Love that. Um, love that keep keep the faith mate um actually it reminds me my the, the the first kind of chelsea match i really remember seeing um was because uh, i was a bit too young for the for the 70 cup final and uh they didn't bother putting the Euro- european cup winners cup on the telly until the replay as i recall um so the first one that I, I was seven so i might not have even been seven actually but uh it was the uh, the League Cup final in 1972 when, of course, we were expected to make short work of Stoke City with their geriatric captain, George Eastman. Um, Eastham. Eastham. Eastham, sorry, yeah, Eastham. I was thinking of Eastman Colour Kodak, but uh, anyway, yeah. I digress. And, and, and Linda Eastman, who was married to Paul, Paul McCartney. That's right. Uh, she was actually re- she was part of uh, Kodak, wasn't she? She was part of that family, I think. Anyway, we digress. Yes, yeah, so my first memory of watching Chelsea was the 1972 League Cup final where we bloody well lost and it was horrible. So, you know, I, it's, it must... I think, you know, I, I was attuned to misery from a very early age and then we got relegated, of course, a couple of years later. So I feel for you young'uns who have known nothing but success. This must be horrific for you and almost unthinkable, whereas for us it's like, oh, there we go again, you know. Right, uh, the lovely Gabrielle Ewan uh, has uh, sent us an email. I'm not quite sure about the introduction, Gabrielle. Uh, Dear Queen of the Fancast Chidge, or Queen of Fancast Chidge and Duke of Kid. I do say I kind of set myself up for this, didn't I, by joking around with you the other day saying, I'm Queen. But there you go. Uh, anyway, I forgive you, Gabrielle, because you're a good lad. Now, to say this is uh, this season is disappointing would be a massive understatement. Anything that could go wrong has gone wrong. I can barely remember any good moments and we still have more despair potentially coming our way. Perhaps we could take comfort in Arsenal failing to win the league if that happens. That's how petty I've become this season. Actually, Gabriel, not petty at all. I think the one the one thing we can hold out hope for, there are three things we can hold out hope for. Moth, there are four, that sounds like Monty Python. There are three things. No, there are four things. Uh, yeah. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Um, well done, Chidge. I was just about to say that. Yes. Got, yeah. The first thing is the element of surprise. No, let's stop Stop with the Monty Python case. Look, there are four things that we can, you know, I think still strive for this season. We can get Bournemouth relegated if we beat them, hopefully. We can stop Newcastle getting into the top four if we beat them, hopefully. We can stop Man United getting into the top four if we beat them, hopefully. And best of all, we can stop Arsenal winning the title if we beat them, hopefully. So, you know, there's there's still plenty to play for. Uh, right, I carry on. In my opinion, Bowley and co. have failed their first year miserably as owners of the club. Worse than miserably, Gabriel. Yep. Worse than miserably. At times, what? Feebly. Feebly. At times, we became a joke of football and we kept the Twitter trolls so well fed, they all became overweight Gareth's. Indeed. I don't blame them in sacking Tuchel because he wasn't their yes man, but that was arguably the worst decision they've made and it started the fall of the domino. Potter was not ready for the job. Too many changes were made all at once. Even Drogba said he couldn't recognise the club anymore. 
such disruptions have made it impossible for the club to perform. Combining with bad luck and injuries, Bowley & Co. presents one of the worst seasons in Chelsea's football club history. Lampard is, as interim is damaged limitation, but the de-Chelseafication or Brightonisation has already gone too deep and it'll take the same, if not double the time, to rebuild the culture of this club. If you ask me, that's the number one priority. We need to make sure we don't let our winning mentality and culture slip away and that starts from the top. We need a competent manager who is capable of managing a big club like us and quickly introduce a new identity. We need a new spine, a massive squad streamlining and filling out. We need proper sponsors and a DJ who actually gets it. Absolutely, because this is actually the theme of my CFC UK piece, which is entitled, I can tell you, because it'll be out soon. It's called Never Mind the Bollocks, We're Chelsea. So a little musical uh, reference there with the Sex Pistols, and it's basically why are we playing uh, the Foo Fight or sorry, why are we playing Foo Fighters, the Pretender, and what's happened to the songs that we love anyway? We need the fucking board to listen to the fancast. Well, actually, Gabriel, I believe I think the board do listen to the fancast, which is why we never get invited to do anything with the club at all, and are kept at arm's length. I think they listen to it on fast forward, don't they, Chinch? They just go. You start off what you're going to be talking about, and they go, and they hear, we hear, fuck off the board, and they hear that bit, and then anything else that's rude. I do remember, I mean, I can say this now because he's no longer here, but uh, I remember Bruce, because I obviously used to meet Bruce Buck and the board a fair amount when I was on the, you know, on the, on the, when I was chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust, and Bruce said to me once, yes, he says, yes, yes. I can't really do a Bruce accent, but he says, yeah. Yeah, I kind of listen to your fan cast, Chidge. It's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as much as I got out of it. Well, I suppose it's better than, yeah, I listen to your fan cast, Chidge, and here's a writ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit damning with faint praise, isn't it, that? It's that, that bloke the other day who came up to me. He said, hey, you're, you're that you're JK bloke, aren't you? He said, uh, you do the fan bite. Yeah, I quite like that. I quite like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. quite like that. You go, oh, OK. Yeah, anyway, you. I genuinely hope Lampard could use the rest of his time as interim manager to set things straight. If he must, shove a lump of celery up each of their arses so much that they can see stars in their eyes. Hmm. Or at least get their bum tickled, I suppose. Uh, they must understand what playing for Chelsea means and what Chelsea stand for. Only had we got that right could we sail in the right direction. I expect Bowley and Egbali to learn from their mistakes this season and operate with higher sensitivity. Their approach has been too drastic and they have to take the blame for creating the shadow that Chelsea lives under. And for the love of God, there's no need to go inside the locker room after every game. Talk to the team at Cobham and let the manager do their job. I have to say I'm inclined to agree with that. With less fixtures next season, the team should have plenty of time to train and gel. Players will have more time to figure each other out as well. Whoever comes in should establish the strongest eleven and play them consistently together. Absolutely. Finger crossed, fingers crossed for less injuries and more wins. All things considered, I'm still optimistic about the future of this club, but only time will tell. Uh, I'd be more confident if we can get Mount to sign a new contract. In the meantime, in Frank we trust, up the Chels, best Gabrielle Ewan. I almost don't think it's what it necessitates trusting Frank. He did a very good job at the press conference today. He's very fluent. He, he said that they'll be doing their best, um, and uh, which which is what every manager says, of course. But um, uh, he, he's he's... He's there just till the end of the season, till the new manager comes in and he'll do a good job. He'll do the best he can, whether that's 
good enough to get us any victories, whether we lose them all, whether we score any goals, because Havertz is now injured for, for the weekend. So I'm not too sure who he'll play up front. Well, I presume Sterling will reappear. Um, but will he play Sterling forward? It's going to be an interesting team selection this weekend as a consequence to having Havertz injured. Um, but uh, there was there was light at the end of the tunnel for the first 60 minutes of the uh, of the Madrid second leg, um, where we appeared to have more commitment and more energy. But it wasn't it wasn't a team built to score goals, and scoring goals is the main problem, isn't it? They've scored one in how many is that the last? Seven games, is that, that we've scored one? Something, I can't remember. Something appalling like that. And, of course, Havertz is out tomorrow, I, I read, today. You know, I, I just said that. There's going to be a problem, yeah, with him. But anyway, well, it's here. Who are they so, going to put up front tomorrow? I don't know, but perhaps he'll play. You know, we didn't want him to play Sterling, but perhaps he'll play Sterling. Perhaps he'll play... Uh, but if Sterling just stays there on the six-yard line, he can do yeah. what he's best at, which is stick it in from a yard. Yeah, yeah. So expect um, lots of crosses tomorrow. Who does he normally bring on when he takes um, Havertz off? Uh, he brings on the forwards, doesn't he? They'll have three wingers playing. Well, we have no, we have no strikers. It's such a. But he, they'll need. They'll have a winger because Chalaber isn't a wing, and he'll play Chalaber at um, fullback, I think, because James is injured. So yeah, my uh, team team from yesterday has changed considerably. I considerably. mean, no Mount, no James, no Havertz, and they they all got in my side, didn't they? Yeah. So I, I think he'll play Gallagher. I think he'll do what he did against Madrid. I think you might see three five, three five, uh, one one, or three six one. Fuck knows, mate. I don't know. I mean, Gallagher played in the hole, didn't he, last week against Madrid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe Gallagher will will be in that role. I mean, I, maybe Mudrick will get in. Oh God, who knows? It's just a, my um my Brentford fun. mate. My Brentford mate said he listened to the to the fancast last night and said that he he. he didn't understand why I was so depressed. I said, for fuck's sake, I've spent the whole season watching Chelsea. He said, you sounded very down. And why would I be excited about watching the team at the moment? But he said, the reason that they're not winning at the moment or haven't scored many goals is they're all injured. They've got so many injuries, which... Uh, um, Who, Brentford? Brentford. We must, I must remember, if we do a Brentford uh, game again, is it, get my mate on, because he, he even briefly, because he's... Uh, He's really good. He's written several books about them. He's a guy called Greville Waterman, and he's um, he, he's a he's you know he, he knows about them obviously because he watches them all the time. So, um, but he said he said it'll be uh, he said you'll do he said I reckon you'll put a couple past us and you'll win. He said we're very poor because we're very injured, lots and lots of injuries. But I, I still can't see that happening. I said it'll be nil nil then. I said to him because you won't score and we won't score. Mm. Right, Adrian Franklin, number five. Dearest Stamford Kidge and Duke of Kent. <laughs> <laughs> well, could have been worse if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, I think perhaps that's what he means, actually. Yeah, Duke, Duke of, of Gareth. Gareth. Duke of Gareth, yeah, yeah. Uh, on several occasions, I've started to write an email to you delectable chaps, writing, uh, not writing, starting with my 30-plus year credentials. At all times previously, I've given up deciding who gives up what I think, especially when it went on for so long. But now I've decided I know nothing about football. Several of my deleted mails were to ask JK for a little patience on Potter. <laughs> Turned out that was a shit starting point. JK was clearly right. He was a Muppet. Thank you so much. It's nice that people have t come around to my view. Um, it was that thing of, you know, let's let's um, let's uh, trust the... Um, let's, let trust the process. The process. Let's all trust the process. Um 
Um, but yeah, this that period with him as manager will go down in my memory as one of the worst I've ever experienced, but never mind. So now I thought I'd ask a question, maybe get your thoughts in Stamford Bridge and the crowd you can get in, as you've had a number of mails recently about people trying to get tickets. I've quite an opinion on this. I'll explain why. I started standing in the shed in the very early 90s, moved to be a member around the ground, eventually plumping for a season ticket in the Matthew Harding Lower in 2000. In those days, it was easy to phone up and get a season ticket. Happy days. One small football aside, it was almost romantic on Tuesday watching Chelsea playing Madrid with Mudrick at left back and Kante at centre forward. <laughs> Made me think of Monaco away and their Muppet Ranny and that Muppet Ranieri. I still haven't gotten over that. But funny enough, we mentioned that, didn't we, Chidge? We mentioned that everything was reversed. And uh, yeah, Ranieri on as you're on the fifty years of Chelsea. Well, you'll appreciate was was wasn't. Uh, I'm not a fan of Ranieri in that period. It makes my my blood boil to remember that bloody hell. I'm having and an it, absolute Western supermare on the Prem predictions, by the way. Sorry, uh, you breaking. Are. Yeah, absolutely fucking terrible. I had I had one one for Wolves Palace. It's two nil to Wolves. Um, I got two one for Villa Fulham, and it's actually I might get some points there. And I had I, for some reason I had Leicester to win two one at Leeds, and they're losing one nil. Oh, God, I hate this game. Don't worry, don't worry, you may change. I hate this game. Fucking hate it. Sorry, go on. No problem. Anyway, after ten years, family commitments meant I had to hand the season ticket back with a with a tear in my eye. But with a conviction, I'd be back with my young son to indoctrinate him one day. Yes, I'm indoctrinating my 14-year-old daughter at the moment. But I took her to see the women at the weekend and they they were so, how can I put it, not good that she went, oh, I'm not sure I want to come and watch them again. And this is the trouble. You do need a, a standard. And Barcelona were fantastic. Well, actually, to, by way of digression, you know, I took I took Sash, uh, my nephew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, do you know what? I can't even remember the game I took him to now. Can you remember? Was it Palace? Didn't we beat Palace? Wasn't it that game you took? I, I, no, I, no, it was Everton. It was the Everton, Everton game, where we where we we snatched a draw from the jaws of victory. Um, two and, two. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't he didn't mind at all. In fact, his next his next plan his next season is to go on an away game with me. So he's even more revved up than ever. I think I think he gets it, mate. He gets that it's not about the crap she, that's served up on the pitch. It's the she it's doesn't the, quite she doesn't quite yeah. get it yet. Well, he's a bit older, mate. I mean, he's now sixteen, seventeen. So, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if it had been when I first took him, if 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 we hadn't beaten Burnley three nil, I think he might might have changed his. If it had been this season, I think he said, "Actually, Uncle David, I'd rather go and do something else." But um, I tried to get tickets for the cup final, and um, the women's cup final, and apparently uh, there's been such a demand that I was only allowed one. I tried to get one for her as well. Wow. Which, uh, yeah, and I actually wrote a note. I said, I'm sorry, I, I, I need two because I want to take my 14-year-old. And they, they wrote an apologetic note back saying, I'm sorry, there's just been so much demand. We can only allow one one person per ticket that they hold or, at the moment. So, But um, uh, perhaps a blessing in disguise. No, I don't think so. I think I think they'll do well. It's Arsenal they're playing, aren't they? I think they'll play better against Arsenal. They got, are they, is it a full capacity at Wembley? I don't think it is. I think that's the problem. Well, that's uh, stupid, isn't it? Yeah, we'll, we'll discover, won't we? We'll see. But I think, no, well, it seems silly, doesn't it, not to make it full capacity and then say, and we haven't got enough tickets to go around. I mean, you'd, you'd think they'd just open another stand, wouldn't you, really? But, you know, anyway, let's see. Um, could It anyway. could be down to the uh, regulations that we know about at Wembley, where they can only have so many games of full capacity a season. Ah, maybe that, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Anyway, fast forward to 2016-17. Our membership renewed. I started to slowly bring my young son to the ground and bingo, another addicted generation was caught. Yes. We slowly built up our membership points, went to some away games, Spurs 3-0, European games, Juventus, learnt the football crowd language that his mother was less happy with, all up to when COVID hit, when everything was put on the back burner. However, through a bit of good luck and taking a gamble, I was in Porto, as was I. Oh, you lucky man. Watched the dream happen after missing Munich and being pissed on. It rained a lot in Moscow. Yes, it did. That was it, Chidge. I had to get a season ticket back again. However, the demand for Premier League and other cultural events had gone bonkers. See price for Muse concerts. Music. There was, there was, there was um, music. I'm sorry, thinking of Muse. Just Muse. Muse concerts. Music concerts. I thought he was a Muse fan. Um, there was no chance of getting a Chelsea season ticket unless you go to every game. I should point out here that anyone thinking you can't cheat the Chelsea VWR is living in cloud cuckoo land. So what to do? Well, Westview came along and I fully appreciate the general feeling behind Westview, but it allowed me to become a season ticket holder again, cracking season for it. I do also appreciate that with a stadium that only holds 40k, there's a loser to every winner and I'm conscious of that. However, I'd also argue there's an entire cohort of, co cohort of fans outside the season ticket winners who can't get into the ground every week, i.e. they lose every week. So what do I think without this mail being another 60 minutes long and equally consigned to the trash can? What do we want? We want a rocking stadium. We want a truckload of cash coming into the club so we can buy Romelu Lukaku to smash 30 goals in a season. Two things that don't easily fit together. I think he means a Romelu Lukaku rather than Romelu Lukaku, doesn't he? Um, my proposition to the court, it probably won't be popular, Design the stadium to do different things in more of the areas. You create the atmosphere in the stands behind the goals and use the sides for hospitality, families and maybe people who want a quieter affair. Stop people hoarding tickets and encouraging them to hoard and reselling them at vastly inflated prices. Um, I, I'm not a, nobody I know does that. I presume there are some people who do that. Reduce the difference between a season ticket price and a game by game spectator. I'm afraid that means season tickets going up in a lot of the ground. Sort out the purchasing system. See below. Matthew Harding and Shed. Remove senior concessions in the Matthew Harding and the Shed. Controversial, I suspect. Number two, remove junior season ticket concessions in the Matthew Harding and Shed, but give a concession for game-by-game -game juniors. Number three, create an expanding area of fans in these two stands, specially designed to make a crap load of noise. Number four, price these two stands to get the mid-twenties person in to make that noise. Number five, make a decent, I don't know how you do that, but to get the, perhaps you'd have to get their, their age because price-wise, anybody, if it was lower, people, anybody, everybody would apply. Um, number five, make a decent number of game-by-game -game tickets available for the young'uns to get into the area. East stand, middle, leave it as it is. Middle, leave it as it is. I wonder, is, it, is he catering to you there, JK, perhaps? Um, no, I think he said that was just all going to be hospitality, didn't he? Did he? You're going to keep that as hospitality, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, West stand, middle, leave, uh, West stand, middle, leave as it is. Um, uh, sorry, upper, sorry, sorry, sorry. Where have we got? Leave us upper. Lower, stand. east lower. East lower. Uh, Leavers Family Centre. For goodness sake, stop 30-year-old men going in with a child ticket. 
Does that happen? I don't know. I presume it does. Or indeed stop people buying a child an adult ticket and only using the adult ticket and selling the child ticket. You you know a lot here. He knows a lot, doesn't he, um, uh, Adrian? Which uh, that strikes me as absurd that the stewards can't work that out as well, actually. But um, never mind. Um, West, uh, West Stand, middle, leave as it is. Well, that's once again, that's hospitality. Westview, leave as it is. This will settle down in time. Currently, it's very easy to buy ticket, ex ticket exchange seats in Westview, which means it's priced at the top end of the supply and demand equation. West Stand lower. Make this a stand that can have long-term fans in. Expensive-ish, but does have some concessions, similar to East Upper. Other things. Put names on tickets and check ID, as happens in Europe. If you can't go to a game, allow the ticket to be sold on an exchange which the club runs and takes responsibility for. I should be able to sell and buy a legitimate ticket up to five hours before a game. If people can't get into the game because names don't match, it will soon kill the black market. It's a very good point, actually. Um, is this perfect? Of course not. Will a lot of people be unhappy? Yes, but a lot of people already are. I do think we need to define how we want the stadium to behave and then work out how that's created rather than just starting from where we are. The other option is to put the prices of season tickets up everywhere in the ground to American sports levels. The atmosphere will be killed and any poor form will see vast empty swathes, which isn't really on Premier League brand. We'll keep it as it is and we'll see a second-hand market in season tickets passing around as per Liverpool. I didn't know they did that. Is that what they do there? Wow. All the big clubs do. All the Do they? They do it. Right, right. What say you both? Maybe Mark M has some sage opinions in this area. Up the Chels regards Adrian. I have to say, I, I'm immensely ignorant about all of this, Adrian, and I, I, I um, applaud you for bringing this, this subject up, actually, because it really is, um, this is the kind of letter you should be sending to, uh, to the club. Well, I, fuck the club. We'll send, I'm going to send it to Mark as soon as I've done this show, yeah, Adrian, because... Yeah, absolutely, and the Chelsea supporters As you, you yeah. probably won't know, but we're about to do... Um, I think, actually, they were... I, I think Mark and a couple of the others on the board were meeting the club today to talk about tickets, um, which, of course, is very important because I suspect they're going to go up. Uh, we're also about to do um, a ticketing survey. We do that quite a lot on the Trust. So if you're a member of the Trust, Adrian, then uh, by all means fill that in. I will send this to Mark anyway, because actually there's some, some really interesting ideas there that I've not previously thought of. I mean, I'm actually quite... Um, I mean, I've always said, you know, the atmosphere is dying. Why is the atmosphere dying? One, because we have the oldest uh, average age of season ticket holder in the Premier League. So, we, you know, there's a lot of people my kind of age saying, well, I'm, I'm not making a noise. I've been there, done all of that. Um, and uh, I, I also think that there's a, a, a big need... I mean, you know, people always talk about the atmosphere and, and, you know, because the kind of people that can afford to go these days are not people who are going to generate an atmosphere. When we were kids, we could go in, stand. We didn't have to sit in a particular seat. We could stand with a bunch of like-minded mates and we could make a racket. And until you get back to that, which, of course, you never will do, then I think you can wave bye-bye to atmosphere. However, Adrian, I do like your idea, even though it would affect me uh, badly but put all the old farts in the east upper and the west lower which is really what you're insinuating and get um you know the 20 to 30 year olds in the shed and the matthew harding 
I like that. That's I, it, it would affect me negatively, for which I don't like you. But I think in the greater good, in the greater scheme of things, I think that's a really good idea. And I think, and I think I mean, one thing I can tell you is that there's always been a problem and the Trust have worked long and hard for years and years and years to get the price of youth tickets, uh, the age range, up and up and up. A lot of other clubs do it up to about 24 and that's where it should be, I think, because what you have, what you find is that kids who get the bug at about 10 and stay in the family enclosure with their dad or, or mum, uh, they get to 16 and suddenly they're having to pay full whack or 18 and they're having to pay full whack. So we work very hard trying to get the club to increase that age range because, you know, kids don't have, I mean, when you're 22, 23, there's a good chance you're not earning a lot of money. So you're not going to be able to afford the best part of a grand to buy a season ticket and and we lose them. But not only do we lose them, they're the most enthusiastic, energetic and usually loud. And I agree with you. You need to get these kids back in. Otherwise, forget it. We're just going to we'll end up just like another franchise American entertainment package. Um, So I think there's some excellent ideas. I'm not going to go through each one because we'll be here all night. But I love that. I love that. I love the email. I will definitely forward this to Mark and and, and see what he makes of it. But do do what if you are a trust member, watch out for the, uh, the, the ticketing survey and fill it in and by all means, reiterate what you've put here in that. All right, now. Adam, of course, is Mark Meehan, of the, uh, who's the president of the he chairman is... of the Supporters Trust. El Presidente. President, yeah. yeah. Now he's the chairman, chairman of the Supporters Trust. So there you go. Great great email, Adrian. Uh, right, we're going to have a quick uh, break, and then we're going to come back for part two, where we have another load of emails for you. Don't go away. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. JK. Yes, Chidge. You know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly? Oh, yes. Oh. Well, I think I found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN, and it allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds great. How do they do that? Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great, but uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is Stanford Chidge, the Chelsea Fancast, and our little side shoot of the Chelsea Fancast in Off the Post, where we go through the mailbag or actually to be more precise, the email bag 
from the week or two from our lovely, lovely listeners who assiduously write in every week, and I do love them for that. Um, we've got Jonathan Kidd here, of course. Hello. Rearmed and refreshed with a cup of char. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Right, said Fred, let's have a cup of tea. I love that song. There's a brilliant video of that I saw recently. Anyway, we digress. Uh, let's go on with the emails. Jacob Aldridge, he says, Hi, guys. I could be way off the mark with this one, but here goes. Uh, I recently started my own business, supplying and fitting carpets and vinyl flooring. As my business expands, it occurred to me that it's going to be a real struggle, especially in today's world, to find fitters who are keen to go over and above in order to do a top job. Currently, it's very appropriate that I started this with, right, said Fred, serve a cup of tea, isn't it? It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Anyway, um, currently I'm using two guys who are in their 70s. They're old school grafters who take an enormous amount of pride in their work. This led me to think about the current issues at Chelsea. Are we experiencing part of a cultural shift in general? Excuse me, my dinner repeating. Have we lost or are we at least running low on the grafters? Those old school mentalities that would perhaps stay late at the training ground for as long as it took them to put things right. It's not my intention to use this email to take shots at the younger generation uh, in, see in seeing them come through. These days, though, I ask you, are some of them just being put on enormous pedestals and utterly ridiculous price tags before they've really proved themselves in the big leagues? Yes, yes, thrice yes. Uh they should all be cleaning boots as apprentices, mate, and then licking the floor clean. In my business, they say the customer is always right. And in the world of football, when it all goes tits up, the players never really seem to be at fault. We just hear comments like, we need a world-class manager to get a tune out of these guys. JK, this goes back to what I was saying to you in part one about that video by Vincent Company, uh, where he absolutely tore into them in the dressing room, you know. I mean, I wonder a club like Chelsea, if they do that, they'll be on the phone to their agent the next day. Oh, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, the Lampard and Terry era was full of leaders. What I hear about Frank was that he wasn't actually the most talented player in the world. He got to where he ended up through hard graft. On the contrary, it's my belief that we now have a team made up of individuals whose attributes are quite the opposite of Frank's. They're in fact super talented players, maybe even naturally talented, but who are not willing to dig their heels in roll up their sleeves and go the extra mile. You can tell that Frank finds it mind-boggling to see a group of players who think it's OK to play this way for Chelsea. He seems utterly shell-shocked that he has to try and get them up for it. I don't know about buying for the future. Right now, I think Frank could do with my 70-year-old colleagues to show the young boys how to graft. P.S. Oh, this is hilarious. P.S. Is there uh, any idea what episode it was that J.K. dropped the C-bomb on J5? Imagine how epic it would be to trawl through the old episodes and take snippets of all the classic one-liners from all of you and cut and stick them all together. Much love, Jake. I remember the uh, the incident that caused me to be uh, critical of him was when he failed to deliver, uh, failed to trap that long ball that was punted towards him in the Arsenal game and as a consequence let whoever it was in to score. And that's why I called him that because it, we, we'd been all over them. If you remember, it was, was it early Tuchel? And I think um, uh, one of the games where Arsenal could not actually assemble anything. And they, were, we they were they were the worst Arsenal side I've seen in 20 years. And we battered the shit out of them. And we handed uh, a result to them on a fucking plate. Is it Aubameyang who scored that goal? Might be. 
Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was that one. I mean, what what do you think? I think it would be. Do you know, I often think of this. It would be great to trawl through all the old episodes and take snippets of some of the funnies that we've come out with. But I mean, Jake, I'll, I'll let you into a little secret. Don't tell anybody. I I never listen to the show. I just do it and then I stick it up. I don't have time to go back and listen to them all. Um, you know, if if we had a, a a massive staff on payroll like London is Blue, only joking, boys. Um, then I could employ a little kind of, you know, 17-year-old on, on minimum wage or less, preferably, uh, to uh, to do this. But I just don't have the time or the money and the effort. But it would be, it's, a great, it's a great idea, isn't it, JK? A, yeah. best, a best of the fan cast. Yeah. I thought you could just put all the swear, swearing together, couldn't you? It'd be great from everybody. Well, there's a great video. There's a great video. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if people like uh, the wonderful TV series called Sharp, which was around in the 90s, with uh, Sean Bean, seen Bean as the yes, eponymous yes. character, lead character. He he got. F- I, I I listened to Radio Four the other morning, and they had a reunion of the Sharp characters. Basically, they just nicked Alex's idea. Bless them. Alex did this on the History Hack, and she had seen Bean on it, whereas they didn't. So up yours, Radio Four. Anyway, um, quite famously, and in fact, they had Bernard Corn- Cornwall on there. Is it Cornwall or Cromwell? Whatever. The guy who wrote the Sharp novels originally. And it was really interesting to hear him. And he was saying that, you know, when he writes new Sharp novels now, he he doesn't see Scene Bean as the character he's writing, but he hears his voice. And, of course, what he was saying was because what, what Sean Bean brought to it was bastard. And there's a brilliant video of, of every time Sean Bean said bastard in Sharp. And it just runs as one long clip of bastard 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 it's absolutely brilliant well i don't know i don't know what we're famous for but we should should i don't think we're famous for anything really apart from being a bunch of idiots you do a podcast every week i'd I'd love to do it i don't have time to do it maybe i get my nephew to do it you know he's he's a kid they love that sort of thing brilliant idea jake lovely to hear from you of course and i I, may i agree with you i think i think uh, the game's gone mate they you know they're all overpaid over pampered don't put in a shift in. Don't care like we do. Blah, blah, blah. It's why I have such an affinity with all the older players. You know, we do all these Troubadour gigs and things like that. I mean, just having Johnny Boyle uh, on the show, on the on the Troubadour gig we did on Sunday, and he was saying to Jonathan and I before we even started, no, you are the legends. You are the legends. The fans are the legends, not the players, you know. And I said, shut up, John. You're a legend. But, you know... People like that with attitudes like that. Kerry will spend hours and hours talking to any sport at all. Canners will. Everybody we've had on, you know, they 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 that they have that affinity with us because basically they were like us. Whereas the the players now, you know, with their security guards and all of that, and they're I mean they're just pampered millionaires. You're just so out of touch. I think. I mean, it's a personal opinion, and I, frankly, I don't know it for a fact. Cause I don't know any of the current mob, but. You know, I, my suspicions are a bit like yours, actually, Jake. Uh, Jake so there you go. Anyway, I'm going to shut up ranting and whining. Interesting to see Chidge in um, in 20 years, when whether even 25 years, 30 years, whether any of them come back and be ambassador. Yeah, we'll get any- we'll get J5 on the live at the Troubadour. We'll be on our Zimmer frames, and I can say anyway, anyway, uh, Georgie, um, do you remember uh, when you fucked up royally by basically passing to Aubameyang, which did not said. JK dropped the C bomb on you for that, and this is him. <laughs> Who's laughing now? He's an old oh, he's a, he's an old Gareth pissing himself on his Zimmer frame. 
I yell beyond my Zimmer frame saying, and I go, what? I can't hear a word you're saying, Chidge. What? I don't understand. Anyway, um, number seven, George Spencer. Dear Chidgey, JK, and guests. No guests, George, just me and Chidge. Um, and uh, TikTok, we're live on TikTok here. Um, uh, well, it was fun while it lasted. It's probably the last time we'll be playing in Europe for a while. I'm not sure, George. I'm not sure. Year off, you know, recharge the batteries, new manager, in Top four, possibly win it. Do what Conte did. Anyway, uh, at the rate we're going, our best chance of going to Europe is if Todd splashes out and takes us all to Euro Disney. Mm. Um, I do wonder what he says to the players, perhaps something on the lines of, all you need to do is more footballs than the opposition. Um, it's not been a great week. In addition to limping out the Champions League, I tried to obtain a ticket for the Women's FA Cup final on Tuesday when they went on general sale. First, I was told I didn't have enough loyalty points. Then I got constant error messages. Then I got sent into the virtual waiting room. Then I got logged out, only to be presented with a straightforward purchase when I got back in. At least I hope so. I got a confirmation email, but no seat number. And I don't know when tickets will be emailed out. As I was saying to Chid before, the I, I failed to get an extra ticket for wanted to get one for my daughter, 14-year-old daughter. And they said they've been oversubscribed. So I think there may be an element of this. I think that... Um, you know, women's football has really caught on, and rightly so, rightly so. Um, so, uh, uh, um, and we've got some very good players. So it, it, it's, it'll be a great event, actually. It's a shame I can't take my daughter. Anyway, so it's nice to have a weekend off. Back to the mail. It's nice to have a weekend off. We haven't beaten Man United in the league since 2017, and we all know what Liz Truss would say about that. This means we've had free reign to laugh at both Arsenal and Spurs, whose fans took a 250-mile trip only to leave after 20 minutes. I think we'd have done the same, wouldn't we, actually? Um, um, having said that, though, I don't know. I, I, I may have done that when I was younger, but now I probably would have just bitten the bullet and thought, how many can they score against us? Anyway, um, elsewhere, Winchester City. Oh, finished their season by overturning a 2-1 half to win 4-2 at Tiverton. Go, citizens! Culminating in a 22-man brawl. Oh, fantastic. Even better. Ah! that saw two Tiverton and one Winchester City player receive their marching orders. I'd have thought it would have been, if I'd been refing, they would all have been off. All of them. Was it, I, I wonder want... if this was a home match. Or if uh, it was away. Does it say? No. I think they were at home. Anyway, yeah. whatever. I once sent off seven in a game. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't it have to be abandoned if you send off more than six? No, no. It, 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 it's the team's. If the teams are, are, are oh, two, right. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So it was, a, it was just right. In fact, uh, I could have sent off another one, um, but I didn't. He got sent off later, so that was. Uh, uh, I then got reported to the league for being um, officious, uh, for being undisciplined. Mm. Me, me, undisciplined. But um, anyway, um, uh, that was by the the teams, obviously. Um, I don't care what Chelsea Twitter thinks, especially that Bellin calling himself CFC fan accountability. <laughs> In my view, Pochettino is the best candidate for the job. Should have been hired back in September. Yes, he's ex-Spurs. Anyone who takes that lot to a Champions League final, certainly capable of getting us firing on all cylinders again. And yes, I think he's um, he, he has a, a proven record. He's worked in the Premier League. Uh, he's made teams better. He made Spurs better because they were as bad as they are at the moment. Um, and uh, not looking as if they'd win anything. And yet were top four and... Um, Champions League fighters, you say, Champions League finalists. Um, but, and also he won trophies at PSG. Uh, and I think now is the exact time for him 
for Pochettino. I think it'd been any earlier. If he'd been in before, had been in after Tuchel, I think it would have been too difficult for him because he'd have been, well, who knows, because he might have then got them playing well immediately. We won't know. We'll never know. It's up from this moment that it starts. And uh, this is once again, presuming that he gets appointed. We're all, because all the press and the media are saying he's just about to be appointed, we're going with it. But we know that Enrique and uh, Nagelsmann aren't coming in. And uh, company, we think, is, as we said on the show on Monday, is a, is an appointment that has been made up by the media, actually. Because um, I really don't think they would be bringing in somebody who uh, has no experience at all and has only managed in the championship. But anyway, um, back back to your post. On another point, what would be your moment of magic 11 for those otherwise forgettable players who pulled, pulled one out of the hat? I'd nominate Schwarzer, Callas, Torres and Demba Barr. Um, Oscar. Juventus, the goal against Juventus. Shevchenko, the goal against Spurs. They did bugger all else, really. Callas score. What which goal did Callas score? I can't remember. Did he do, or did, was it just a performance and he came yeah. up against... I don't know. I can't remember that one. Uh, yeah. Torres yeah. for his goal against uh, Barcelona. What did Schwarzer do then? He was just the the, the, the goalkeeper, wasn't he? Schwarzer. Schwarzer. Yeah, I know. Um, what did he do to pull one out? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, forgettable players. Moment of magic, eleven. Yeah, I don't remember what he did. Did Callas kick something off the line? I have to be reminded of that. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> he ended up at Bristol City, didn't he? Demba Bar did a few, though, didn't he? I mean, he he did the yeah, yeah. Go- goal against Man United in the cup, and uh, the, the goal yeah. against uh, was it PSG? Yes, the telesp- telescopic leg. Yeah. Dare to Demba. Yeah. yeah, and of course scored the goal against um, Liverpool. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, one where Gerard slipped. That very same one, mm. yes. And scored a fucking great goal in the sense... No, no, sorry, I've got that wrong. It's Dennis Wise. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Steve Gerard, Gerard. Um, finally, a trivia question. How many times did Samuel Eto'o knock us out of the Champions League and for which clubs? Have a guess before looking at the answer. Um, and I know that he knocked us out with Inter. Uh, did he knock us out with Barca as well? Did he play for Barca? He I think did. he did. Yeah, must have been Barca as well. It's a trick question, George. It's the two otherwise, isn't it? Um, Three. Did he play four? Who else did he play for? It's four. Blimey. Oh, he's... No, hang on. Um, He didn't knock us out of the playing... How could he knock us out of the Champions League when playing for us? I don't know. I'm confused by that one. It's two because it's... it's Barca and Inter. I'm not including... No, no, 2006-2009 Barca. He's right there. 2010 Inter. And I can't remember what he did in 2014 playing for us. Hmm. We'll have to go back to that one. Well, anyway, thank you, George. Yeah, yeah, good to hear from you, George, as always. Wouldn't be an in-off-the-post show without your email and thoughts. And I'm delighted to hear that there was a 22-man brawl involving Winchester City, the citizens. Right, Stefan Gunnarsson. Hi, Chidge, JK, and insert guest name. There is no guest. It's just me and JK tonight, Stefan. Greetings from Sweden. First, thank you for the show. I listen to a lot of Chelsea podcasts, and the fancast is clearly the best one, and the only one I never miss to listen to. Oh, thank you, Stefan. That's, that's, that's lovely. Really appreciate that. With this email, I just want to say one thing. The season is not over yet. We still have two opportunities to sabotage Arsenal's first place dream. First, we can beat them at the Emirates. 
And if City needs the points and goal difference, we can lose big to them at the end of the season. <laughs> Brilliant. I like your thinking in a mad sort of way. I'm really looking forward to the next season. It's going to be glorious. Absolutely. Again, thanks for the show. And up the chills! Stefan. Great. He's right. Next season is going to be interesting. Yeah. It's not glorious. It'll be fantastic. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, 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 it's as brilliant as this has been shit. Because yeah. that is so typically Chelsea. It's absolutely right. As we yeah. all know. Now, I get, uh, good luck with the next one. This is a brilliant email, by the way. I'm so delighted to get this. But you, I'm glad you've got it to read the name out because I haven't got a clue, mate. Is this Piniqua Jude Michael? I think that's pretty good. I like that. It's P-I-N-Y-C-W-A. Piniqua. Hello, Chelsea Fancast. Jude Michael. Jude Michael Piniqua from Kampala, Uganda. Given the doom and gloom... By the way, I'm loving this already. This well, I mean, fantastic. I think that that is the first email we've ever had from Uganda. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this is wonderful. Brilliant. Love it. And communicate, communicated with from there. Absolutely super. The fact you listen to the fan cast. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, uh, um, Jude. Jude. Hey, Jude. Given the doom and gloom that has surrounded Chelsea for the past couple of weeks, thought I should lift myself up from the doldrums of recent Chelsea performances by dredging up some nostalgic moments from my memory bank. Pardon me. Yes. Okay, here we go. 19th of May 2012, the date of my 23rd What, what happened on that date? Um, uh, it was, it was Clayton's wedding anniversary? It was 22 days after my birthday. Okay. Um, it must be that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's more than a decade since that magnificent day, yet I'm pretty sure I haven't had a better birthday since. I just graduated with an economics degree a couple of months earlier that year, was prepping up for my first job. I've been admitted to one of the more prestigious international banks. This is achievement. This is uh, Jude. We're, we're, we're learning quickly about your excellence. And I was to report a day after my birthday. I have to admit I was in good spirits. My Chelsea were doing well. A career in banking beckoned. Life was on the up. Well, yeah, good. Yeah. It was a relaxed birthday up until 1919, 19, up until 9.45 that night when I found my way to a bar at a popular hangout called Centenary Park. Centenary Park. I sat by myself at the counter with a drink in hand as the match kicked off. As you well know, from then, from there on after, it was nerves, anxiety and sweating for the next two hours. Well, I watched it. I was there. I was there, my, um, Jude, and I just watched it with a kind of, of, of giggle on my, on my lips all the way through, thinking... How on earth are we going to survive this? Um, uh, and the, the more that they failed to score, the more I th thought we can't possibly win this, can we? Considering two of our players were were playing on one leg, um, uh, and then when they took the penalty, I kept thinking, I just kept thinking, this is going to be inevitable. We're going to lose, but oh, we might just win. And by the time that Drogba actually took the penalty at the end, I was laughing my socks off. I really was. When he went up to take the penalty, I was going. For fuck's sake, how on earth have we got in a position to win this? And when he scored, it was, oh, what what a remarkable, remarkable feeling that was. Anyway, sorry, I've, I've preempted your story. The lineup was a shocker. Ryan Bertrand on the left wing. After some contemplation, however, I figured it was the right decision. Robin was at the peak of his powers. He was brilliant, brilliant player. 28 years at the time, he was more dangerous than ever. He'd arrived at Chelsea as a 20-year-old in 2004 with devastating pace and dribbling ability, but he now added goals to his craft. 
Quite interestingly, every defender he'd faced knew he would dribble at devastating pace, then cut inside and shoot with his bewitching left foot, but none of them could stop him. Aside from young Bertram, the rest of the team was as expected, considering the suspensions to JT, Branislav and Merrilies, who would obviously have been starters. One thing I want to touch on today, which has been mulling over in my mind lately, is how the heck did Mikel play as the lone defensive midfielder in that team? Yet in recent Chelsea team selections, I've seen Kante, Kovacic, Enzo and Gallagher all play in the same midfield and still get run over by opponents. It's just embarrassing. I think it's because there were people with him to help him out as well, I think, which is something that we've failed to do. And none of those players you've mentioned, Kante's hardly played. Kovacic has been a shadow of his former self. Enzo has been finding his way. And Gallagher, I don't think, has ever been in one position all the way through. Bless him, because he's he's makes such an effort. Anyway, I just couldn't make sense of it till Super Frankie was appointed and he failed to lift up failed to lift up this bunch despite his best efforts. That was when I realised these Muppets aren't actually playing for the shirt anymore. None of them is fighting, running or giving it their all. The clue was in the Premier League work rate table where Chelsea are in the bottom wow. three. I didn't so realise. I didn't that. even know there was one. Yeah. I'm so one not the... surprised. Yeah, absolutely. That's so That's so damning, isn't it, Isn't, it, isn't it? Fucking hell. Yeah. None of them have their reputations on the line. Worse still, none see Chelsea as an end in itself. Chelsea was the epitome of club football for the likes of Czech, Jog, Lamps and JT. Do this lot, do these lot know that Balak left Bayern Munich for mm. Chelsea? Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you guys for always turning up to talk about the team for a good two hours every week, <laughs> considering the garbage we're churning out. I love you, Chidge, but I love JK more. <laughs> Well, I, I, you know what? Well, I love myself uh, too, Jude, but I love J.K. Moore as well, so I completely oh. agree with you. What a brilliant email. Really beautifully written, absolutely on point. And apart from everything else, Jude, we're, we're hugely impressed that we've heard of you, heard from you, and you've uh, written from uh, Kampala in Uganda. Isn't that amazing? Fantastic. Fantastic. The Chelsea Fancast reaches parts that other podcasts cannot reach. Please write in again. Jude, please do. Yeah, I do. Love, love to keep in contact. Fantastic. Wouldn't Fantastic. be lovely if he got, got over for a game? Oh, brilliant. We'd, wow. Yeah, we'd give you the the red carpet treatment, mate, if you ever managed to do that. So do keep in touch, such as uh, dear old JK said. And there we dear go. Old, dear old JK. Dear old JK. Yes, we miss him a frame, Yes, pissing yourself again, mate. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I can't go to Lou. Yeah, actually, too late. Don't matter, don't matter now. Anyway. I'm looking a bit like Blakey doing that. We're going to get you, butler. We're going to get you, butler. <laughs> right, last email, uh, which came in. Philip, you're very lucky. This just happened to make cut, make the cut today because I was, uh, I saw your email came in and uh, and uh, I added it and it made a nice round ten emails, which is perfect. Philip Maguire. Hello, Chidge, J.K. and guest George. Uh, very very uh, perceptive of you. We have had our our weekly correspondence with the wonderful George. And uh, he says, Will we ever see Mount in a Chelsea shirt again? I myself would hate to see him leave, especially to Liverpool, which is where most of the Red Tops talk about him going to. OK, let's just... Uh, oh, I know. I'm, I'm doing what we always do in preempting. There's a clue in the title there, though, isn't there? To Liverpool, I hear you say. Well, I say, fuck off. 
No, I do too. I, I think actually you're right, Philip, just to interject. Um, it's funny, isn't it, that most of the Red Tops talk about him going to Liverpool. Wonder why that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, you, you you know, we always talk about this bias in the in the in the print uh, and the TV media. Just think of the clubs that Mount has been linked with: Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Spurs. That's the clue, isn't it? These are the four clubs that the media salivate. In fact, they don't salivate; they masturbate over them, frankly. So that's why. So I, w- I would hope that there's basically absolutely no validity to any of it. Anyway, as you say, Philip, you say fuck off. So do I. We seriously need to stop selling our players to top teams in the Prem, especially if the idea is for us to regain our rightful place amongst them in the next few years. Is that the plan? I'm not seeing any of that at the time of writing, but I do hope so. If Tuchel wants him for his Bayern project, then I guess that would be bearable. No, it fucking wouldn't. That's Philip's words, not mine, I hasten to add. But I really do think he needs to be signing a new 10-year deal and stay at Chelsea forever. Well, yeah. He's been at the club since he was six, for God's sake. Is there any more, anyone more blue-blooded than him? I know that he's seen as a pure profit player with no previous transfer fee overhead, but it's not just about money, as this season's splurge has proven. Over the past three seasons, Mount has been our best player. Think back to Rail last season. He was wonderful. Actually, I believe he still is, and that's just another reason why he must stay. It could even be noted that in the two defeats versus Rail this season, when he came on, he nearly got us a goal, having not played for most of it and being utterly cream-crackered from his non-stop games of the previous campaigns. Bowley and Egg Bally have got to realise that their ground zero approach from when they moved in treating the club and its assets as meaningless hasn't worked and has to stop. Um, anyone would think it was the fucking ice age any time before May the 31st, 2023. It wasn't. There was a club called Chelsea Football Club who happened to be the most successful club of this century. Mason Mount is part of this history and one of the club's most valuable assets. He's not simply a cash cow to line your pockets, Egg Bully. He is an important link to the DNA of the club. Please, please keep him. One of my hopes, if Pochettino becomes manager, is that he'll insist on Mount remaining at the club. He's a Pochettino type of player. Absolutely right, he is, isn't he? I mean, look at Dele Alli, for example, and Song Yun Ming Ming, whatever his name is, call him Son. Very similar kind of players. A lot of effort, running around, a lot of pressing, can score goals. Very, you know, absolutely. After all, if Pochettino can make Dele Alli look like a world-class player, what can he do with Mason Mount, who's clearly already a world-class player? Keep up the wonderful work, Del Horney. Absolutely agree with every every bit of that. And I, and I would add to that, the only thing, I mean, the, the only thing we don't know is... Well, we don't know anything really because, of course, we're not in the negotiations, are we? But there is a, there is, there is no doubt. I mean, I saw. In fact, I've got it. Um, I've got it. I saved on my phone because I'm such a sad geek. I saw a table. Um, here we go. I got it on my phone now. Right. These are the weekly salaries. I th- I'm not sure if this is a hundred percent accurate, but whatever. The uh. The players at Chelsea, their annual... I'll go for their weekly salaries. Sterling at the top, 325... That's a bit big, a bit smaller. 325 grand. Koulibaly, 295 grand a week. Kante, 290 grand a week. James, 250. 
Wesley Fofana, 200. Chilwell, 190. Aspilicueta, 180. Cucurella, 175 English pound notes. Aubameyang, 160. Fernandez, 157 and a half. Arithabagala, Kepa. 150, Havertz, 150, Pulisic, 150. Oh, shit, I pressed the wrong button. Come on. Oh, hang on a minute, it's all gone a bit peak-tong. Apologies, right, ready. Pulisic, 150, Loftus-Cheek, Loftus-Cheek, 120 grand. Uh, Felix, 110 grand. Silver, 110 grand. Chukawakameka, uh, 110, uh, 100 grand. Fafana, 100 grand. Kovacic, 100 grand. Ziyech, 100 grand. Mount's not even on the list. So he's he, earning less than all 50, of those. You get 50. 70, I think. 50. He's not even on that list. And there's... The, I mean, wh- how the fuck is Loftus-Cheek earning more than Mason Mount? Ridiculous. I mean, how how is Cucurella earning more than Mason Mount? I mean... I think what I'm trying to say is you can understand why he's got the hump. He's sitting there thinking, you are taking the piss out of me, and I'm better than that. And frankly, you need to cough up. So I can understand why he's, you know, he's a professional footballer. If if you were, if anybody listening to this show, if you were working for a company and you had complete fuckwits who were half, you know, half the employee that you are earning you know, two, three times more than you, what would you do? I know what you would do. You would say, what the fuck is going on? Pay me what I'm worth, or I'm fucking off to somebody who will. We, we all would. I'm, I'm just bemused that it's taken them so long to to make this work. So, uh... Well, we don't know, do we? As I said, the extent of the nego- negotiations. I think, we, I, think, I think we can set up that basic press... Uh, um, premise I mean, as as, uh, as 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 laudable. Um, I, I I've often felt that you know it's just a, a really bad timing for for Mason Mount because play, you know a lot of these players like Cheeks earning that because he got in before they turned up and they have come. I mean, if you look at some of the, I mean, if you look at this, you know, Sterling on three hundred and twenty five, which is just unbelievably stupid. And you've got Fernandez owning 150. Okay, so you could say Sterling's had, you know, he's proven to be a decent player over a longer period of time. I think the real barometer is Reese James, actually. You know, 250 grand. His contract was sorted out before uh, Bowley turned up, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. So, you know, Mount is looking at Reese James and he's saying, well, I should be under 250. And he's right. But they're saying we're not paying anybody a lot of money anymore. And you can see some of their recent new signings. So, Fernandez. Uh, 157 and a half. Uh, but isn't it also tied into performance? Yeah. That they have performance bonuses. Yeah, all of that, all of that. So some something's got to give here, you know. Either I, I mean, frankly, Bowley and Co have got to bite the bullet and make an exception here, because he will go. I think if they don't, and they need to make an exception because if they get this right and they pay him what he's worth. They will get Mason Mount for ten years, and I think I think Mason Mount would love nothing more than to be a legend at this club, like people like Frank Lampard, and I think he will be. I think he's got the talent to burn, and he'll do it. But I think if if they take the piss out of him and don't pay him enough, don't pay him parity with some of these players, I think he will go. Don't you think also it'll be dependent on whether the new manager 
thinks he has a role to play. Well, I read I read uh, somewhere today that that Pochettino absolutely thinks Mount is the dog's bollocks. But in which case they'll work out a deal. Well, one would hope so, wouldn't one? If the manager really wants him to be the fulcrum of the midfield, and that's his view, they will have to work something out. Well, they'll they... have to make an exception if necessary. But somebody has got to move, and I think it has to be Bowley. I, I, I mean, I really do, because I don't think you can expect Mount to, to, to lump this. I really don't. And if we lose him to somebody like Liverpool or, or United or Arsenal Spurs, we are going to live to regret that. And I think even worse than that, I think after the season that Bowley and Co have had, I think I think there will be a meltdown by the because you know as we all know the match match going supporters absolutely love Mason Mount. But I think also if he does play for someone else and plays out of his skin and is absolutely excellent, that'll be a, a, a huge nail in in the in Clear Lake's coffin. It's just it'll be a, something else to bash him over. Well, the I head think with. even before it gets to that, if they let if they fuck this up and let him go. I think you you will have protests. I think it will get nasty quickly. I really do. Yeah. You know, and actually there's a side of me, well, I I don't want to see that because I don't want him to go. But if if, if he does go, they will be seen, and I think rightly so, they will be seen to be the bad actors in this. And I think that they will get shit and then some for it. And I totally agree. The end. and, And they haven't seen the... The degree of toxicity that can be created by Chelsea fans. Well, if the rumours are true that they got rid of Potter because they, 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 their asses went because of the toxicity, they ain't seen nothing yet. If, they, if you let, if they let Mason Mount go because they won't pay him enough, then I think, you know, people will be absolutely furious because other he's loved. Than, other than those who, 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 who hate him. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> count because they've never, they wouldn't be able to put a pin in Stamford Bridge. You know that. Yeah. Wankers on Twitter don't count, mate. Sorry, but you don't. You know, people who support the team, support the club, support the players, doesn't matter where you're from, as uh, Jude proved indefatigably with that email from a minute ago. Jude gets it. He's probably not been to Stamford Bridge. He gets it. But he doesn't go on Twitter cunting, excuse my French, mount off every week. Does he? They, they don't count. So there you go. I think it will kick off massively if that's what happens. It's going to be a fascinating summer, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it'll be a fascinating summer and a fascinating new season. As 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 we, you know, as you said, it's a it's a wonderful Chelsea thing. Mm. It's the, uh, it, I'm already excited about the possibility of what's going to happen, and I'd like him to be appointed ASAP if they think he'd be appointed this week. Not that you then get in the way of Frank. You just know that there'll be some, um, there'll be a presence already sussing the players out you know I think that's really important well as do I I mean I I, I mean here's the thing we, we touched on this didn't we uh, on the show last night that the worry is is that a new manager as inevitably they tend to do will come in and want to have a look at everybody before they make a decision and the only way that you can do that is by seeing how they play at the beginning of next season you can forget the friendlies well, if, if, he, if he sees how they play at the moment, the trouble is there are so many who will be coming back. You know, like what does he do with Lukaku? You know, does Lukaku, if he, I, I, in pre-season, I think he'd be able to work out that Lukaku is a complete bag of cement and nothing's going to happen at all. And he's muscle bound and that he doesn't run and that uh, all he does is just stand about and make the odd run in the penalty area. So I think that decision will be made easily for him. But some of the others, he'll have to be... be um, not guessing, it'll all be down to pre-season. It'll all be down to making a judgment. But, but, I remember 
you can't you make a judgment in preseason. You, you can't. I remember Tuchel making a judgment about players who, who were who didn't make make his cut at the very be um, beginning of the season when he came in, and you thought, well, he's, no time has been given to these players at all. You need you need to see them play in anger in a proper game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Preseason is about fitness and tactics and sorting all of that out. So, I mean, I, I fear, I fear that all these bastards that want to go, most of whom we want to see the back of, will think, oh, hang on a minute, we've got a new manager now, we might get a game. So we better, like, pretend that we're interested and, and play in pre-season for him and, and get his attention. And then we won't end up shipping any of these fuckers. You think there'll be, if he was to, if he is um, uh, hired this week, and he then sits in the stands. Do you think he'd have any effect upon the players? I think players would be interested in in trying to play the, as best they possibly could to impress him. Well, they want to stay. Yeah, those who want to get away won't won't give a won't give a you know. Well, it'd be like Zayek if going to make any effort at all. Full stop. You know, so. I would like to think. I mean, you know, you know, it's it's so complicated, isn't it? Because Pochettino is going to want his own players. You know, he's going to he's going to want his own players out of the squad. We have. He's going to want to bring in players that he wants. Understandably, they all do. Um, I kind of hope that the people that are supposed to be running the football side of this, like Vivek and uh, Stewart and Win Stanley, have already got a list of those they want to ship out. And I, and in a, in a way, I hope that I hope they ship out the bad actors before Pochettino gets his feet under the desk. So then there's no argument about. Oh, I'd like to see how they play first. I'd like to. I'd like that decision almost taken out of his hands before he can like keep any of these bastards who will then play well for two months and then be rubbish after the third. You know? Where do the stats gurus come into this? Oh Lord knows. They're going to be in a position to uh, to to feed him with the stats necessary for him to make an assessment, oh. or is he like most managers go? All right, look at the stats, but actually I'd rather look at the players and see how they're playing on the pitch. Well, wouldn't you? I do. I would. I, I think the stats thing's nonsense. You know, just use your eyes, man. Most of them have stunk the place out. Okay, here's a question for you: Who's done all right this season? Uh, Reese James, when he's come back in, it's a given because he's world class. But yeah, Reese James, as with Chilwell, Chilwell came back Chilwell, in, and did. definitely. They were they were so absent for so long. It, it, it and Kante's done well since he's come back in. Yeah, it, it's still not quite the player he was. The same with both of them, Chilwell and James. James has been it once again. He's injured again. Um, uh, Silver's been wonderful as always. So you've got four, four of them. Um, Kepa, there's a has made some very good saves and has made uh, some ricks. And yeah, but he's given the ball. Given Fafana was impressed. Badia Shiel is impressed. Fafana, yeah. For other than the Real Madrid first leg, um, Gallagher has too. Badia Shiel has had one game where he was a bit very poor. Um, Gallagher has impressed, but is still he's raw uh, still. Very raw, indeed. And a terrible yeah. season for him to try and establish himself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Fernandez obviously has looked good. Yeah, he, he's he's not playing at the level that we'd like him to play at, but he's clearly a class act. Yeah. So, but, uh, everybody else, Kovacic has been unbelievably below par. Um, Cucurella has been a disaster. Um, Sterling's been a disaster. Pulisic's been a disaster. Uh, Mudrick should have been played more, and he's very raw as well. But he is the fastest player. I've seen at Chelsea, and they should try and build a, a team round him at winger, if possible, to play him somewhere. Havertz has been uh, awful, really. Um, uh, you know, there's nobody else. I think we can say Loftus Cheek hasn't been 
good enough. Um, uh, Chalab has been in uh, uh, when he's got in has, has has been is prone to error. Well, not played enough either, really. Kula Bali um, average. Kula Bali very average, very dis- a disappointment really. Considering he's supposed to be the best defender in Europe, that was supposed to be an enormous marquee signing, yeah. and it's never worked out that at all. Sterling awful. Sterling awful, absolutely, absolutely. So um, you know, and you don't need stats to tell you that. The other, the other flip side of that is that I suppose if you look at Mason Mount's stats, they'd probably be stinking the place out too. And he hasn't played very well all season, but I do think he's been suffering from exhaustion and an injury. But he's yeah. the kind of player that you would say, yeah, but we know he's good. He's, I mean, he's, he's 23-24. And we've all, we said this two years ago, three years ago, when he broke through and he was tearing it all up. We said he'll probably, you know, he will have a dip in form because he's a young player and that's what happens. So, you know. I, I, I don't know. We, we, I mean, here's the thing. None of us really know, but we will find out this summer. It's going to be a fascinating summer. It really is. Arguably, arguably one of the most important summers this club has had since uh, Abramovich took over, I would say. I think we're at that kind of a crossroads. They don't, they get this wrong. We, we, we are, we are going to find ourselves, you know, in the wilderness for a long time, I fear. Get it right, and we could win the title. Yeah, twas ever thus with Chelsea, wouldn't it? Lovely note to end on, J.K. As always, you're an absolute dude of the highest degree. Yeah, baby, uh, I've really enjoyed it tonight. Uh, now, very quickly, you lovely people, uh, great males, chips, great males. Well, Fantastic. they are. I mean, the first thing you're right. Actually, the first thing we should say is thank you for all your tremendous emails. I mean, the quality of the emails that we get into this show are breathtaking, and uh, I love the fact that you spend, you know, take a good half an hour or so to write some of those emails. So, the thought, the thought, and dedication you put into it, you need to give yourselves a massive, massive slap on the back. So, well done, you lot. Um, couple of uh, parish notices, as Tony would say. Uh, Patreon. If you like what we do, you can become a Chelsea fancast patron and help us cover the costs of running all the shows, etc., etc., etc. There's no pressure. I love you all equally, whether you donate or not. But if you do want to, if you just want to, like, contribute, say thank you, whatever it is, uh, you just deposit a little bit each month uh, at patreon.com forward slash Chelsea fancast. If you do, eventually, and uh, remember that uh, John uh, Maynard Keynes said that in the long run we're all dead. So it's a bit like that, really. But I, I'm just so busy. But I will try and get you, as soon as I can, a Kerry Dixon mini banner sent to you in the post, if you want one. And, of course, you can join our Discord group, which is brilliant. I mean, it's basically, if, you, if you've ever listened to us live on Mixler, it's like that, you know, and basically people chatting away to each other it's all about Chelsea, um, then uh, it's it's like that all week. It's brilliant. I love the Discord group and all the people on there. Um, in terms of in off the post, if you want your email or any other kind of message through our social media read out on the show, then the email address is chelseafancast at gmail and we're at chelseafancast on all the socials. And uh, I'm at Stanford Chiz. Jonathan is at Jonathan Kidd. So there you go, old bean. Um, we don't quite know when we're back, do we? Do we are we going to do a show on Friday? Uh, I've not cancelled it yet. Possibly. I still, we still don't know what's happening on on Friday. No, I, I, I would do the show and, and let's um, let's postpone the dinner. Are you sure? Yes. It's. I yes. mean, you know what I said, and I mean it. Fuck the show if it means going out and having a bit no, of a hoolie no, no, with no, you. Let's, no, let's 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 postpone it and try and arrange that for another evening where I've got more people who are available. Okay. Too many, 
too many of my mates not available. Uh, you know, old Bean, it, uh, don't take it personally, and I'm sure you're one. You're far too mature for that. But um, I, I know what it's like. I mean, people. I mean, I'm. I, I mean, be, be, well, I haven't. I haven't. Haven't summer away. I know. You have to like early, early warning. My diary gets full up two, three months in advance. No, you know. But I, I only want to have about eight people. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody watching that, listening to this, we're arranging. It's my birthday. Yes. Come just that we're arranging this thursday everybody jk's birthday this thursday the 27th of april tell him happy birthday on social media yes i'm going to be 126 oh i didn't realize i thought you were older than that oh sorry 155 that's right more like it yeah well wish him all a happy birthday and fashy do you know what fuck this i'm gonna hijack it what i want you all to do is is do a little video of yourselves wishing or singing happy birthday to jk and sending him a little a warm message and then posting it on either Facebook or Twitter, okay, and put it up to him because I think the the huge amount of love and effort he puts into to the you know not just this show. Remember, the only other stupid bugger who's mad enough to do every show other than me is Jonathan. So he puts a lot of effort in for free, twice a week and three times at Christmas. And uh, I think the least you can do is do a little video of yourselves and wish him a very, very happy birthday on Thursday, the 27th of April. And, of course, the fan bites, which, you know, he does it. So technically, Jonathan actually does more than I do for the bloody Chelsea fan cast. So the least we can do is give him a lot of love on Thursday. Sorry, just had to hijack it. It's lovely of you, but the, the joy that I get from people coming up and shaking my hand at the bridge or away is, 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 uh, is makes it very worth it. It's lovely to connect and people saying, I really like the show. I really like the fan cast, and uh, and I like the fan bites. Is um, is is reward enough? Actually, Chich, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic connecting with people, all of whom have the same love of the club and love yes. of watching, and the same history of watching, and and them. Uh, even if they dispute what you've said, it's it's done. It they're they're all part. They're your mates. They're your mates you've never met. They're still they're they're part of it. So it's uh, it's 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 great you you know you've got that cement you've got that in common and it's it's fantastic of course it's very highly appropriate that jk's birthday is on the 27th of april and the chelsea fan cast's birthday is on the 28th of april so there we go they're almost the same age we are also 150 no we're not we're actually we as a show we are 15 years old on friday the 28th of april if it was in dog years you'd be very near to my age we, we are an old dog of a show, really, aren't we? Uh, so, actually, it's official. Uh, we now have permission from JK, which is always a lovely thing, uh, that we will be back on Friday evening to celebrate our fi- uh, 15th anniversary, our 15th birthday. So that changes my tax slightly because um, what I would like you to do, as well as getting on social media and wishing JK a very happy birthday on Thursday, I want you to... You know, get hold of the Chelsea Fancast. Either email me, chelseafancast at gmail.com or, or send us a, a post or a tweet or whatever on social media uh, at Chelsea Fancast. What I want from you is what, what some of your favourite memories of the Chelsea Fancast. We've been doing it for 15 years. You must all have a favourite memory of, in, in one of, you know, over that time. I'd love to know what they are and we'll, we'll read them out on, uh, on Friday night. How does that sound, JK? Love it. Yes. Lovely. One of my favourite moments is, is ironically, when I wasn't there, uh, when Dr. Mart stood in for me and managed to do half a show without having turned his microphone on. 
Some would say that's the best show we've ever done. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. I can't. I mean, I can't remember what we did last week, let alone 15 years ago. But no, I'd love to hear some of your memories, people. Do send them in, and I'll read them all out. Uh, now, um, hopefully, uh, on the 28th. I'm looking ahead here. 28th. Well, uh, you, me and J.K. will be on the show. Uh, Mark Worrell is down to be on the show. And uh, Mark Meehan is down to be on the show. And, of course, any any of the other fan casters are welcome. I'll send them an all a message to say, look, it's, it's open now, so if you want to come along. So there you go. Looking forward to that. Uh, you lot, thank you for listening to the show. JK, brilliant to see you as always, mate. Well done for coming in at the 11th to do an in-off the post. Oh, it's a great fun to do it, Chish. Lovely. Lovely. All right, you guys. Uh, we'll see you Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs>